0: Do you want to learn the tools and strategies that can propel you to the next level in life? Do you want to understand how to maximize your fullest potential? Since 2001, Empower You has impacted and changed the lives of tens of thousands of people from around the world. And now we bring the life changing experience to you. So, welcome to the Empower You podcast with Brent Williams and Brian Dempsey, the podcast that delves into the ins and outs of the Empower You program. And gives you a behind-the-scenes glimpse into what really goes on at these life-changing events.
1: This is Empower You. Worst worst stories or best stories.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Re- stories of recovery. There's a there's I show a lot of scenes from movies that empower you. Um, One, because I'm a filmmaker, so it's an Mm. extension of my other passion in life. And two, because I always find that, you know, movies, scenes carry metaphors and lessons. And Mm. the first scene we show is from Apollo 13. Have have you seen Apollo 13? I actually haven't seen it. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't seen it, no. Okay, I'm going to do it in- It's one of the only movies I haven't seen that you show. Well, you you know we're launching Living Room Learnings again Mm. um, and I've selected the eight movies and they're all- Empower You movies, Karate yeah. Kid, Matrix, Apollo 13. So you'll have to watch that when yeah, we do yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but for those of you who know, or don't know the story, it's about the 13th launch to the to the moon. And the scene I show from the movie, I'll just give you a quick, quick, quick explanation, is shortly after takeoff there's an explosion on the spaceship and I'm pretty sure it's their guidance computer that's now malfunctioning. So the astronauts don't at this point know how to get home. Now the scene that I show at Empower You is when NASA, the team on the ground, Have just found out that this explosion has taken place and they are panicked Mm. and they are freaking. And they're all going, Oh, we don't know what to do because they've never been in a situation like this. They've never planned for it. They never planned for it. And so a leader emerges, uh, Ed Harris is the actor, and, and he says, Right, well, we've got to do this. We've got to do this. I want to get the engineers who designed it, I want to get people running simulations. And the whole dynamic of the team changes. And he finishes off with a line. And the line is, we haven't lost an American in space. Sure as hell not going to lose one on my watch. Failure is not an option. That's mm. the line. Failure is not an option. And I love that line. And it's the reason why I show the clip. Mm. And I say to the audience, what if, what if you said failure is not an option? Like what characteristics would we need to have? What attitude would we need to show? We need to be resilient. We need to be um, problem solvers. We need to have a positive attitude. We need to have mm. a, be good. Commu- you could really come up with a big list if failure is not an option. Now, let me say... Just by saying failure is not an option, it doesn't mean you're not going to fail. Yeah. What it means is you have an attitude of doing whatever it takes to get the outcome you want. And do
1: you know what I think? Just, I just had this realisation now. We spoke about the, the 6 out of 10 life, right? Yes. I think it's so easy to fail now because the consequences are so low mm. for a lot of people in Australia mm. specifically. So it's like what if failure wasn't an option? Well, it doesn't matter because if I fail, I just, I'm still at home. You know, it's not that, not really that huge consequences, whereas if the consequences are high yeah. and failure really is not an option. There's a
2: parachute now. Yeah. 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 If there was no parachute,
1: <laughs> yeah. how would
2: you go about it?
1: So I think now more the than ever, net, yeah. this, this conversation is more important. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a funny conversation, yeah. but behind the scenes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so this will be super relevant to anybody who's done Empower You. If anyone who hasn't, hopefully you'll enjoy this conversation. Cause what I'd love to do is share with you over the 20 year career that I've had running this seminar around the world, uh, hundreds and hundreds of times to close to 30,000 participants. I want to share with you, I've just done a mind map here of some of the craziest things that have happened that empower you, problems that have arisen, like things I didn't anticipate, and what we did to overcome them. Mm. Because I have to take on the attitude, failure is not an option. So let me think of a real basic one to start with. Look, you know, I want to say problems like, you know, like uh, some small ones, like one time, a huge part of what we do is is audiovisual. Mm. So we have speakers, we have lighting to create the atmosphere and the yeah. energy of the weekend. It's kind of like a mini rock concert at times. And I remember one time in Townsville, like the speakers blew up. Like they literally blew up, like smoke and sparks coming out of them and we had to shut down the event for an hour, but we had to get speakers. So I got the assist team to make like whatever calls out to make, quickly rush out, get some speakers and replace them. Um, we've had things where – um, I remember in New Zealand early on in my career I was adamant that there were certain things that needed to happen and one of them was I needed a stage. I'm not as precious these days about needing a stage, uh, but back then early on in my career I felt as a presenter I needed a bit more of an authority position. So we didn't have a stage um, at this event. I had a day before we running the event, so I went to Bunnings, bought the material and I built a stage <laughs> because failure's not an option. Um, mm. Another one, this one I'm warming up to the big ones, Um this one, I, I ran at a private school in Queensland. And so we, in running it in the school, they gave me the auditorium. Now, as you know, every time we, – so we, we – we, I think there's about eight sections, eight to ten sections over the course of the weekend. Mm. And in between each section, there's a break. Mm. And when we come back from break, we dance for five, ten minutes. And the reason we dance is to get the energy up, get everyone out of their cover zones, and get the participants into what we call a peak state of mind so they're ready for learning. You know, it's just a fun way of doing it. And, of course, as the weekend progresses, everyone gets more into the dancing. We're at the first, you know, people fall in their arms, oh, yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. do this. And by the end they're like, ah, we love dancing. So it's usually just people getting over their ego and the judgment of other people. That's two things. Which is a whole podcast in itself. So we would, we're at this school and we play it loud. And what was happening is... After halfway through every dance session, playing aloud, the volume would drop to 20%. So it'd be like, yeah, yeah. "Yeah." And then everyone would be like, looking around, it got weird. We worked out that the the venue had a breaker switch that if you hit a certain amount of decibels of a certain time, it's like a kill switch that would drop the power and you couldn't do anything about it. So, we realised about two dance sessions in that this was going to be the entire weekend and the board break. Oh,
1: true, which is even longer.
2: It's long, 40 minutes. Mm. So we had, to, we had to continue. So I'm like, I had to get creative. Failure's not an option. So we we talked about reframing on the podcast before. I thought, well, how can we reframe this? So I said to the audience after a dance session, because it was getting weird, right? People just yeah, stopped dancing. Looking, it, was it was just awkward. So I, I got up. And I just owned it. I said, so does anyone did anyone anyone noticing that the, the music is cutting in half halfway through? They're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does anyone know why we're doing it? And <laughs> <laughs> I had someone put up the hand, is it to get a set of our comfort zones? Exactly. <laughs> and they're like, Yeah, okay. And so then I said, What do you think you should do the next time the music cuts in half? Get louder. Get louder? Exactly. <laughs> so for the rest of the program, as soon as it went half, everyone was like, yeah, and, just, and it became the thing. Mm. So we took a situation that we couldn't change and we reframed it to make it work for us. Wow,
1: that's a great example.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's a real funny one to stay with me. Um, I've, got, I've got three more. Obviously, um, more recent times, COVID restrictions. Mm. So our events are super touchy-feely. We hug, we dance, we sing which are all kind of no-nos uh, currently. And so we went into a couple of events uh, recently that we either were going to cancel to protect the integrity of how we would normally run it mm. or we would run it under the current COVID restrictions and get creative. So we had to wear masks, which is really difficult because as a presenter, you're looking at people's facial expressions to read the audience yeah. and you couldn't do that. So that was difficult. Um, we still could hug. that's That wasn't a, against the rules. We couldn't sing or couldn't dance. And dancing, as I've said already, is a huge part of the weekend. Mm. People don't want to dance at the start. Like if people knew there was dancing, they may not come. Yeah. But at the end of the weekend, if you say, what's your top three favourite things? Always the dancing mm. because it builds rapport. Everyone feels a sense of community and it's a celebration of the weekend.
1: And it's fun dancing. It's super like, fun. I've, I've been parties, clubbing, and party yeah. dancing is way better. Way better. I Could remember actually after one of the parties, we went out to club afterwards and I was just like, Phew. it was still good. But it's, it's not the same. It's just everyone just kind of like, you know, half half does it. Which yeah. you're at the club, it's three hours, so it makes sense. Yeah. But empower you're just like, yeah, you just yeah, go yeah. go crazy. You
2: go for it because we create the space for you to feel comfortable exactly. and to be okay. Yeah, and you're not worried. Oh, is everyone going to judge me? Because you're saying everyone's doing it, so we just yeah. want to feel comfortable. So, um, we couldn't dance. And 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 a big part is the rapport and opening up. So what we did was we replaced the dancing with what we called Empower You Olympics.
1: And this was during the Olympics as well. This was
2: during the Olympics. So it was, it was good. It was a really good timing in that respect. And so what we did was at the start of every section, we had this alarm that went, eh, eh, come into the room in 10, 9. So you had everyone run into the room, so high energy, and they got behind all the tables. Each team had a table. And we did, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, minute to win at games. Yeah, yeah. So you got one minute to do. Like, for example, um, every team has uh, a box of tissues. Mm. And you got one minute to pull out as many tissues with one hand and the person who pulls out the most wins for their team. That mm. kind of thing.
1: Yeah, like stupid little silly yeah. games.
2: And we did this because failure was an option. We wanted to protect the integrity of the outcome of the program, knowing full well we couldn't do something. There was a huge element of it. Mm. Um, so the final two, the fun, final two, uh, which one is worse? I uh, um,
1: think... New Zealand or Singapore? I think Singapore's worse. I would rather rather deal with the New Zealand situation. You know what?
2: You're right. I agree. (laughs) I agree. Yeah, I I agree totally. So New Zealand. So it was in Auckland. First time I'd been in Auckland and we were running in power in Auckland University and uh, we had uh, our lighting set up um, and we had a smoke machine. So we had our first dance session start off and it was, you know, everyone's everyone's really like not so into it and mm. that's okay and you know come on let's go halfway through this dance session I hear and the dance music's playing loudly I just hear this eh, eh, eh. and I'm like is that a, is that an alarm okay but I'm um, but at this point I'm like well it might be an alarm but phase not an option I have to run this course yeah so the dancing finished. Also, keep in mind,
1: these are are kids. They can't just hop in a car and drive home. That's
2: right. Like, there's literally
1: failure is not an option. You have to look after them. We're not calling
2: them all up and picking up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and this was, and we're talking 15 years ago. Mm. So it wasn't the same with texting and all that. Like, now we can just do all of that and we could blast out to every parent. Back then, we were still sending out letters in the mail. Right. So it was a different time. And so the dancing finishes, everyone sits down and we start the event. This is starting the program hi, my name's Brent, welcome to empower you, turn the person next to you, say you're amazing, all that stuff. But I'm saying it over this, eh, eh.
1: So it happened like- It was still going. As soon as you went in. Yeah. Oh, I thought it happened like halfway the, So through. the
2: dancing starts, how we the dancing, That the alarm goes and it's continuing. And it's continuing 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but I'm still presenting. Mm. And everyone's a bit, I say, oh, I know there's an alarm, but let's just keep going. <laughs> And about 15 minutes goes by and a security guard busts through the doors. (laughs) And he goes, what are you doing? And I was like, what are you talking about? We're running an event. He goes, it's a fire alarm. The whole university is being evacuated. 2,000 people. Get out, get out, get out. So I have to lead everyone out. And as we get out, there's thousands of people (laughs) outside the front of the, the, then the fire department comes in and I'm like, what do I do here? So I go over to a patch of grass, sit down, and I just continued the seminar mm. around the sun. So here's what going to do this weekend. And I just I presented for about 15 minutes until the fire department came over to me and gave me a bill for $1,000 because we had set off the fire alarm because we had had the smoke machine. No, So we had triggered... The alarm. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, Far yeah. Out. So it was a thousand dollar bill for that, but it's a it was worth the story in the end. But it was phased on option. We just kept running the program regardless.
1: It's not even that big of a deal to be. It's a big event, but like big picture, you know. Once you enter day two. Oh yeah. Like who who even cares? And yeah. it's exciting.
2: It was exciting, yeah, and it's yeah. a story yeah, it's that like he story. were telling fifteen years later. The biggest. Uh, this one would terrify me. This yeah. This was this was a doozy. This is a this is a worst nightmare. I can't believe it happened. And how do we rescue it?
1: Situation. Oh, so I would, I would shit myself. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I, I, we've mentioned this process quite a few times throughout our other episodes yes. we've done so far. And for those of you that have not attended Empower You, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil the surprise, but at the end of the day, if you come along and you know this, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. The main thing is that you play full out when you do it. That's yeah. really well, the we not have to
1: give them information. We you just tell no. them what they do.
2: Yeah. What they do essentially is we g- give everyone a piece of wood, a board. And on one side of the board, they write down, um... We don't have to tell them that. We can just say they're break a board. Well, yeah, we all, yeah. I'm no, sure. No, I want to I, I I say, say some of this because I think it's important for where I finish this story. Yeah, okay. Um, but on one side of the board, they write down all the things that are negative in their lives. Mm. It's usually their past. Whether it's the way they see themselves or past experiences, so and that's a whole conversation, and it's, oh, th- it's very this deep. whole thing takes three yeah. hours. It takes three hours, yeah. yeah, and it's very emotional and very cathartic. But so on one side it's negative in their past, and you know that other side of the board is positive in their future. So where they want to be, what's the best version of themselves, things like, and it's very emotional. And then what we do is we then get everyone in a peak state and we get them to break the board. It's really one of the big highlights. Of the weekend. Mm. And it's the big shift for people emotionally. Mm. You know, if people come along and like, go, what's all this about? Once they do that, it's like, wow, huge, hugely impactful. I'm in Singapore, packed audience, 200 people. We ran big parties in Singapore. Oh, yeah. And I'm on stage pre framing the board breaks, saying, okay, you're all going to, we're going to get out this piece of wood, we're going to ride on the wood, we're going to break it. I'm going to get teaching the principles. And as you said, it takes about an hour and a half before we get to it. As I start talking about it, so I got 90 minutes before we actually have to break these boards. Mm. I start talking about it. My head, um, and this was a a paid staff member, because in Singapore, there was a whole engine behind the the company there. Um, She was our operations manager. She comes up to me, she says, Brent, we forgot to order the boards. (laughs) And I'm like, what? Like, an empower you without a board break? I just don't understand how this happened.
1: Right before the board grade. Look,
2: I don't even know. I, I really uh, look. It's still to this day. I can't believe it even happened. How that got missed, and what's important to recognise as well is, I fly in from Australia to run these programs, so I have a team that does all this. Whereas in Australia, mm. I oversee a lot of these these yeah. things. So uh, I have to trust the team that's doing all this. I don't know where to source wood in Singapore. Yeah, right. So they say we don't have boards. So I I have a little a minute meltdown, but then. I remember Ed Harris, Apollo thirteen, failures on option. So I'm like, okay, can we get wood? We can't get two hundred boards cut. They've got to be cut yeah. certain specifics. So okay, go to a karate shop. Let's go to a karate shop. So I won't go into the details, but essentially, forty five minutes goes by, and I get delivered ten plastic. Rebreakable breakable karate boards. I don't know if you've ever seen these before. Right. They're like a they, – you snap them together yeah, yeah. like Meccano's set and they, they crack, they're hard to break. Yeah. Oh, and that's they, that's a good pad- solution. Yeah, they break and then we've got to put them together. Mm. So now I've got to reframe this to the audience and so I've got revisits in the room that have done the board break before. Right.
1: But right now you've got the physical part yeah. but not the emotional part because you can't write it. Potentially, yeah yeah yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. and and – they don't keep the board either yeah. whereas the old they keep the board they've written on the board It's symbolic mm. and we've got to put it back together so yeah. it's like hang on I just broke it now you're putting it back together for the next person yeah yeah so here was our plan and again on stage I've already talked about wooden boards mm. so I haven't so I now know that we don't have wooden boards but we've got something so I now got to make this something sound amazing so I get up on stage I say guess what I've got some great news presupposition I've got some great news. Okay, who's done the pay before? And you know, I get 30% of the hands go up. Okay, something very exciting. Normally, we'd break the we'd break the board, we'd we'd use wood to break the boards. But I wanted something extra special tonight. <laughs> 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 and I was like, what? We didn't have wooden boards. We've got karate boards. Official karate Yeah, yeah. Because like, of the tone. Yeah, yeah. Karate boards. It, it meant, yeah. Now, there were some that were like, oh, because yeah. <laughs> most like, yeah, okay. So, here's what we're going to do. You're not going to write on the board, you're going to write on a sheet of paper. So, let's pass out the paper. And what we did, and
1: You stuck the paper
2: on the We wrote the paper, no. We had the paper, and we had a, a board holder hold this plastic board. They'd break the board. And so, they broke the board, the piece of paper with an assist, we'd rip it in half. Oh, yeah. And we were like, yeah. But then what we had to do is we had to then run outside with the board and put it together with no one seeing. Oh, so I didn't realise. We didn't want them to see us constantly re-putting together symbolically. So it was a huge logistical challenge Mm. to like rip, run out, get it together, come back in, go again. But we did it. Yeah. And it worked. Look, was it as powerful a board break as normal? It probably wasn't. But did we get over the line and get an outcome? Mm. Absolutely. And so the whole point of all these conversations, really, I mean, it's a bit of behind the scenes. It's a very funny stories of Empower You. But the value of having a simple mindset going into something, the failure is not an option. Because when you do that, you immediately ask yourself all the questions you need to to squeeze the juice out of the opportunity to make sure that if you don't get the outcome you want, you know that you've left nothing on the table. Mm. So for me, we don't have boards, but we've got to do this. Okay, can we go get some something to break? Or like, okay, the sound's not going to work, well, let's make it a game and we'll say let's just go louder when the sound's not mm. working. Okay, the alarm's going off, but I still need to run the program because I need to get to tonight in this time. Let's just keep facilitating the program. So it's just do whatever it takes to get the outcome. Mm. And it's so often if you do the little bit more everyday combat over time, that's what's going to change your life.
1: And well, that's the whole thing. If you improve 1% every day, you've improved 365% per year. Yeah. Compounded over 10 years. <sighs> yeah. Look who you are.
2: And here's the other thing as well. Coming back to these stories, and this is a reflection of life, by making this effort, that immediately positions me to the audience that whether we get it right or not, they know that I've done everything I can to get the outcome for them. They know that I've done everything for them, so therefore they raise their game. And you can sleep.
1: You can go to bed that night knowing you gave it 100%. Yeah. That that was my thing. Like, I... You know, when I came from New Zealand, I'd moved from New Zealand to Australia. I've been playing football my whole life and I was pretty good as a kid. And then my, I had some mates that had a team. I was like, yeah, I'll join your team. And I was a lot better than them. They were in like C grade or something. I was like, I'll just play for fun. I'm not here to play seriously. And so I was captain and I didn't care so long as I gave it 100%. There were guys who were really not, not that good. They were quite uncoordinated. But there's this one guy who's a good man of mine still, and he always gave it 100%. He wasn't naturally that great at the game. But that's all I care, 100%. Mm-hmm. Because everyone's got... De- I don't know. It just it, it pissed me off when someone, if, even if someone played better than this person, but they only gave eighty yeah. percent. I'm like, nah. Yeah. This guy, he's given a hundred percent. Yeah. And so yeah, I think it applies with so many aspects. I'm like, well, and I guess in the case, 110 yeah. percent.
2: Yeah. Well, let let me let's finish off this episode with a with a movie recommendation. And and I'm going to get into a habit of giving movie recommendations. That's my thing. I think I know what movie. Rudy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Rudy, R U D Y, is is based on the true story of a guy in the 1970s whose dream, he had no athletic ability, but his dream was to play for Notre Dame football mm. team, the, the gridiron team. I won't say any more. It's on Netflix at the moment. It may have gone off by the time you watch this episode. It's hard to find because it was only released in the US. And that movie is the ultimate example of failures on an option. And like you said, regardless of whether you've got the skill set, the attitude and effort you put in mm. will set you apart. Watch that movie. It was regarded for many years as the number one motivational movie of all time. Highly recommend it. Check it out. And
1: is that the one with the scene where he's holding the garner's back and crawling? No. Oh, that's a different movie.
2: I know that. That's the death crawl. Yeah. Yes. that's. I know. that's an. It's a gridiron movie where he gets in a blindfold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, go again, Brock. Yeah, Brock, go like, again. Yeah, go yeah, again. Yeah. You went the whole field. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great a great scene. Great the scene. movie's not so good, but that scene is unbelievable. Yeah, the scene's so
1: good. <laughs> I haven't seen Rudy because it... The power got knocked out at our no, camp. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I have to watch that. But yeah, yeah there's some empowering stories. I thought it'd be fun to go behind the scenes. Yeah, we'll do totally. more behind the scenes, spe- specifically for people who've attended the program. Yeah, share some-, some funny stories. Share what happens with presenting, um, crazy you know, moments. Yeah. If you haven't listened, we just did an episode on assists and behind the scenes for assisting and why that's so valuable. But there's so much that happens, which is so exciting because one of the six human needs is variety. Mm, so mm, um, mm. yeah, any other final thoughts when it comes to this whole concept? No, just 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 you know, is not an option. Yeah.
2: Such, such a simple but powerful motto to take on I board. I think,
1: I understand your work ethic can beat someone who's got natural talent. Yes. I think. If you're not naturally good at something, if you work at it, you can outdo someone who's just naturally good. Yeah. Because usually the people who are naturally good won't have as much of a work yeah. ethic because they don't need to. And if you've got the two of them, oh man that's look at Ronaldo like, look at that's Messi like, yeah,
2: that's Ronaldo that's Elon Musk yeah yeah that's you know that's like all the top top people it's because they've got the talent yeah. and the work ethic combined That's Michael Jordan you see those documentaries
1: oh, and it's like yeah. yeah they're naturally talented but they work
2: work yeah, yeah they do the work yeah. for sure
1: awesome well that was Good a great chat. episode yeah, yeah.
0: Thank you for listening to the Empower You podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and YouTube. For more information on our live events, please head to www.empoweryou.com.au. We look forward to having you join us again for the next episode of the Empower You podcast.